Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Teach Better Today Morning Show, where the Teach Better team is live every single morning, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We are very excited to be with you. We are actually doing a listener question today, even though we previously, you know, lied in the past and we apologize for that. But we're actually doing one. You're going to see as many commercials as humanly possible. I have my coffee. Katie, do you have your coffee? Cheers, friend. Cheers, friends. We'll be right back. start us off in the comments saying good morning to one another. We are streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, all the places. But of course, we're also giving a special shout out to those who are listening on Teach Better Talk podcast. We have Katie Niglin in the house. My name is Ray Hewart and I have a dream to talk about. <laughs> Welcome, Ray. <laughs> good morning. Wait, can I just ask a dumb question? Um, yes. Can you do that while I look up the last name of the person I had a dream about? Go ahead. Mm, sure. That's, oh, yes. Okay, I got it. I got it. Uh, are we, okay, this is dumb, but you know, like in five years, I'll be caught up on like threads and all the social media things, yeah. but like, are, are we supposed to be calling it X? Oh God. Twitter, you mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I think everyone still calls it Twitter, but like, is it actually Twitter? Like, okay, I know the logo changed. Were you asking me if the the title, title changed? Because why is it next? Somebody will know. I'm upset <laughs> about know, it. Again, I'm going to preface this with, for all of you who are like, you're a moron. Here's why. I joined Instagram like 10 minutes ago. So like, <laughs> I am like super delayed to all social media things. So I'll figure out threads probably when MySpace makes a comeback. And then yeah. I'll be like done. You're saying... You're saying a lot of things, but you know, Instagram and threads are linked with Twitter's on its own. Yes. I'm just saying like, anytime okay. there's a new social media, I'm like five years behind everyone else. Yeah. So that is why I will not know the answer to this question for a while. So if someone wants to tell us what we're supposed to be calling it, because every I time agree. you say Twitter, I'm like, yeah, but that's not what the logo is anymore. And that's not what the like title is on my phone. I don't know the answer to that, nor do I really care enough to spend too much time to figure it out. But someone will tell me and then I will be like, oh, thanks. And then I'll, I'll adjust. I just want to make sure I wasn't missing something. Okay, continue. I mean, your let's, let's be clear. You are missing something. We're just not committed to figuring it out because there are other important things in the world than figuring out Twitter's new creepy name. Like hearing about your dream. Yeah, exactly. I had a dream. Okay. Katie and I have been talking about this a lot, and I don't know if we've mentioned it like on the show previously, but I'm legitimately having back to school dreams. Mm-hmm. Like, and like I don't know, I don't know why. I mean, we have a lot of travel coming up. We are in a lot of schools, but I'm having like teacher back to school dreams. Like so weird. Yeah. Because um, did you have them when you actually were going back to the classroom? I, I actually want to say that being in this experience right now, I don't think I ever have had. I know teachers talk about it, but like, yes. I don't have, I've never had back to school dreams where I'm like dreaming about my lesson plans, not being there on the day I have to teach or like, like, that's just not who I am. I, I have, 
I love teaching and um, I, I don't have to, I, I don't know. It's not that like the stress of the job hasn't gotten to me. Cause like, Oh my God, absolutely. It has. I'm, I'm the one who's been crying in the science closet like a hundred times, but um, I'm not somebody who like dreads back to school. Like I, I always loved it, even though I knew it was good. I just, I was excited about the, the, the marathon. Like that's kind of the person mm-hmm. I am. I am legitimately like every night, almost every night, not this weekend, but yesterday, like having back to school nightmares, like, and it's like freaking me out. One yeah, of them, we, it doesn't, they don't make sense. Like to be clear for those of you who have not heard about her dreams, they are like super vivid and they're all people that exist, but they literally don't make sense. And like her, your current life, like they don't connect at all. It's not like you had that whole post-it dream. Oh my God. I'm still like terrified of the post-it dream. Guys, here's what happened. The post-it dream was that this was like three weeks ago. I'm not over it. Essentially I had, okay, work with me here though. I had gotten like a curriculum job, but I had to be in a building. Fine. I was at Evans Junior High, which is where I used to teach. And I didn't have an office or a space. I had to like find a space to work. And if I was in someone's way, I had to like move. And all I had was this binder I had to go through and I had to like get through this binder. So not only did I have to get through this really big binder, which was stressful, and I had to find a spot that I could do this that wasn't in people's way, but I also had this like mental crisis where I couldn't get through the binder if I didn't have post-its because I was going to like section out like content I was going to keep versus curriculum I was going to get rid of versus curriculum that needed to be adjusted. And I couldn't find any post-its. There was no post-its. She, you guys, logged on to the meeting the next morning. And it was in a panic. <laughs> because supposedly I was also teaching at this building. Yeah, like, you were there. You right, were in I, your room, your old room. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And she, like, was so worked up because there's no post-its. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you, this is a dream. And she, like, still brings up how she's, like, scared there's going to be, like, a post-it shortage, I guess, in the world. And you guys, I've gotten post-its at my house in case this happens. I can send some to her, but. And like the current principal at Evans Junior High was in my dream because, you know, that makes sense. And my principal that I had at Evans Junior High, like what, eight years ago was also (laughs) in my dream. He had come back from his job and now took an assistant principal job. And just in the, in the dream, I was like, I was like, principal, like the one that I had worked with, I was like where are the post-its when you were principal we had post-its and he's like not my problem right now I'm not principal it was so funny it just it's just bizarre like it, the whole thing was bizarre because like when people say I'm having back to school dreams you think they're like panicked that they like woke up late or they forgot their to print their rosters or like things that like actually happen on the first couple days of school no nope. yours are like just weird so please enlighten us what was last night's dream that night's dream was really stressful, oh, but I did get through it. Yeah, it was, no, it wasn't as bad as the post-its, but essentially I wanted to give a shout out to our ambassador. Um, Cause I, I knew what Hannah, I know that you're last answer to the C, but I had to look it up. Hannah Curran, mm-hmm. like she's been an, she's an ambassador. I think she's a new ambassador from like this most recent yes. group. And she's from she, Illinois. Shout she's out from Illinois. Illinois in um, the pretzels. She's in is what it is Freeport. That? Freeport. And she was at the Teach Better conference. So super sweet. Shout out to Anna. So sweet. Uh, She was in my dream and we were working together as co-teachers. 
And she, like, I had no idea what I was doing, but Hannah knew everything. So I was just like trying to follow her lead. And uh, our principal is Christopher McGraw, who was also our previous principal. And we weren't at Evans Junior High. We were at a different building, but everyone was there. So I just want to give a shout out Can to someone, Hannah for thanks for co-teaching with me last night. Can someone help Ray with her issues? Because here's oh. the thing, you guys. Every day, this is what how our meetings start. Of Ray's like real worked up about something, and then Jeff and I, who typically are in her morning meetings, we're like, "Okay, what's going on?" And then she tells us, "We're like, so this was all a dream, which yeah. means none of it was real." And she's like, "Yes, but I was very stressed." Yeah, and I asked Christopher McGraw, who is our former principal. You should go check him out. He's a great, great, great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked him if he would ever rehire me. And he, because I was like, what if? I was like, can, would you ever hire me again to give me the safety of like knowing I could teach again if I really wanted to? Um, and he was like, only if Hannah's your co-teacher, because it sounds like you're a hot mess and you can't handle it. <laughs> yeah. But also makes sense. No, I can. I love teaching. Like I, it, I need to know that there are principals out there that not only will bring us in because obviously we're in schools all the time in this role. But like, what if next year I just like want to go back and teach for a year? Like, I need to know that that's possible. But honestly, that's a real that's a real thing. I mean, we see educators who have left and kind of done the the education work. You know, we right. we have people in our network who have gone, they've stepped away for a little bit, done yeah. some different things on the side, and now they're jumping back in the classroom. So it is a real thing because ultimately, like the hope is that we originally went into education because we're passionate about education and teaching. Yeah. So, you know, whenever that well, calling happens. You well, that's my theory. It. Like I want to keep this role until it's not fun anymore. Yep. And then I know that teaching, like I know that teaching has so many pros and cons. Like I'm in yes. no way saying it's yeah. an easy job, but it is fun. There are elements, like mm-hmm. there's nothing like goofing off with a middle schooler. Like I right. love teaching. So there's an element of like needing to know that like when and if this job is boring and doesn't fulfill my, fulfill my like needs as a person right. that I can do that. And he was like only with Hannah. So Hannah, sorry, you're stuck with me. So I think the takeaway um, is Hannah if you ever have a co-teaching position open, make sure it gets filled before you tell Ray about it. No, yeah. Okay, this is a successful start to our day. I hope you all don't have back-to-school dreams and I'm just taking them for you. Yeah. Happy to report my back-to-school dreams anytime. Just direct message me. But do you know what you can also direct message me, Katie Miglin? Nudge, nudge. Listener questions. I love it. I love questions. Let's do it. We'll be right back. to Teach Better Today morning show where the Teach Better team gets to be live every single morning, Monday through Friday uh, at 7 a.m. Eastern, which is super fun. We are in our team talk section, which is where we get into 
Yeah, it's the meat and potatoes of this podcast. We try and actually focus on education rather than just moving off the whole time. And I will say, Katie, this listener question I'm excited about, although it does say it's exclusively for you, which does offend me. And I plan on giving my opinion regardless. Perfect. I look forward to this question. Okay. This question says, how much of your classroom do you set up yourself versus having students help you with after school has begun? Ooh. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. I think it's timely. We have educators that are back and also getting back. And I honestly, all over social media, all I'm seeing is teachers setting up their classroom. But there's also some controversy around like teachers using unpaid time to set up their classroom. Yep. And I think it's just a valuable discussion. I love this one of, of somebody saying, hey, I, we obviously need to be prepared for students. There's no, like, let's just like set that baseline. But do you have to have your room 100% set up or is there value in having students also contribute to that preparation for the year? What are your thoughts? Okay. I think I have like a minority view on this. Oh, okay. So maybe not, but I really viewed the start of the year as like welcoming guests into my space with the hope that they stay long enough that they become family. So I really like was passionate about my classroom was like completely set up when students walked in because I wanted them to like feel welcomed that they were like like I had gone above and beyond for guests like I would do at my house right I would you do you go home. above and beyond yeah. right like I would do all those things when someone comes to my house I want them to feel like guests but then as they stay if the house is messy because we've cooked dinner or like the kids are playing the mess is okay we can all contribute because it's now you've become family so that's how I, I mean, I was the same way when we came back into our classrooms after COVID, I spent so much time because I wanted students to like have the initial like guest feel. So, mm. but that is like my, and I know I'm a minor, minority in that. And I honestly never, I, I don't never think hear, you're, I don't think you are in a minority here. Oh, really? I feel okay. But my, my opinion comes from like, I don't, I don't care about setting up my classroom because I know it's my choice. Like I can put as much or as little time into my classroom as I want. And that's mm-hmm. my choice. So if I'm a teacher who's like, like there have been years when I had like my kids were babies and I couldn't get away from the house to go set up those years, my classroom had the basics, right? I didn't go above and beyond necessarily. It was like as good as it could be in that time because that was my phase of life, but I couldn't be upset because I didn't put more time into it. It was like whatever time I dedicated was, was what was it was. Okay. I do think that that like leans into the concept of like giving your best in the moment, like today's yeah. best, which we should talk about in another episode. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you're in the minority. I think there's a lot of teachers, at least that's the impression I'm seeing on social media and the teachers I'm talking to is that they want their classroom fully set up, like all the glam, like whatever their best looks like that yeah. at that point in time, right. they want that ready for when teachers and parents and students walk in the first day of school. So I actually think a lot of teachers are going to be able to re- resonate with that idea. Okay. I am not in that group. So you're the minority. I don't know which of us is the minority, right. but you and I, we don't have the same approach. And I think that that's super interesting because I kind of thought you were like me. And you're not, you're lame. But I, I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong. Like, 
I never, like the years we were together, I never walked into your classroom and it was like, hey, Ray, get your SHIT together. There's kids. That's coming. not true. She totally has done that. A hundred percent. She just lied to your face. A hundred percent. She just lied on camera because she absolutely has walked into my classroom and been like, are you going to get ready for kids? They come in five minutes. Okay. There have been times where I'm like, maybe you should put up the tables you have. But when it comes to like bulletin boards or things, I'm like, yeah, you do you. Like there is, I think, a lot of value in students building the space together as far as that like homey feel. Do I think you should probably have like chairs set out? Yes. Okay. Let me clarify. I have a, I had a ton of flexible seating that I did through grant work. If you ever want to talk about that, that's like literally my jam. So I did have a way to like take, cause it was very strategic in what we bought. I was, had a way to like take everything that was in our room that was furniture and like put it in a teeny tiny spot in the, in the corner. So you could have literally the whole room open, which I just thought was like so magical, but yes, there definitely was days that like the day before students came tables were not even out of that small space, but like, there was like an aesthetic. Okay. I do agree with tables and chairs. If depending on the age group you're in, like labeling things, I agree with yes. all of that. Like I want it to be an organized framework is kind of my with the beginning of the year, Every, tables and chairs, everything should be labeled. Everything should be cleaned. Everything should have a spot, like a location. Um, even down to, if you're going to write the date every morning, like that should be there. Yeah. But I kind of loved my approach on the, the color, the fun came when the students were there and they got to contribute to it. Um, I think I cheated a little bit in this Katie because I had a huge chalk wall. It was the entire wall of the longest wall in the space. And one of my favorite years uh, that we set up the room, every student took a brick because obviously it was like a chalk wall painted on that like terrible, what is that called? The brick bricks. Wall? Like a, you know, like a typical school, like. But it's, um, it's not brick, it's like the cinder blocks. Thank you. So they're big. And um, every student got a cinder block and they designed a cinder block and they used chalk to design it. And so the first week of school, the first day it was bare. But at the end of the first week of school, it was like filled with color and every student had their name and like had designed their cinder block. So I felt like that was something that I couldn't have done prior to them being there. Right. Yeah. Like you, you definitely, I mean, we agree in the, the basics of it, like things clean, things organized, there needs to be a space. If you teach students that need things labeled, like all yes. of that needs to be done. But yeah, whether or not you have students like collaborate on the decorations, like you can teach an effective class if that chalk wall was still just bare, right? Like that's like yes. the difference is like you can still have effective classroom management and classroom teaching without some of that like fluffy stuff. So I think that is the difference is like, do you want all that stuff set up ahead of time or do you want students to build it together? And I don't think there's a right or wrong. I also, though, now I'm like kind of covering this is like, I think I did start at least one year, maybe more, where the furniture was out on display, but it wasn't out. And they got to choose where tables went and choose what I had a, okay, so I like, I'm super obsessed with how our classroom was set up, but like I had folding tables with bed risers. So you could change the height of tables constantly. I had different levels of chairs. I had all these different things that like folded, but also 
um, like came together really nicely. And I think there is some of the fun in having students like also build their own space where it's like, we want three high top tables in our classroom, but we want two tables that aren't high tops. So you can just sit at normally. And I think that it really comes down to the initial foundation, like everything we're talking about, the foundation of the classroom exists and they're adding in their, their creativity. Yes, yeah. you're right. The flair, because it wasn't like I didn't have furniture, like the furniture yes, existed, right. the foundation existed. They just got to maybe choose like, are this seat, are we all going to sit in a circle? Are we going to, you know, sit, you know, two tables and three tables in the back? Like, I, I do think that that's important. So. Hmm. Yeah. And I was, I, I wanted it all, but okay. I did that stuff as the year progressed, right? Like, yeah. you know, when we were ready for new seats, it was like, okay, well you have complete autonomy to do whatever you want. Cause I had the similar setup, flexible seating. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just, you have to like lean into your own personality, but also what kind of parameters do you have at your school? You know, some schools, we know they're, it's, they're pretty strict. They have to have all bulletin yes. boards covered. Everything has to be ready to go. So you have to, you have to know those things as you start your school year. But then I think you really have to, and I know we can talk about this in another episode, but I think you really have to decide like, what's the best I can do in this moment? Yeah. Still preserving your personal time because what you don't want is to start the school year bitter that you just gave up two weeks of your summer yeah. to do something that you had no joy in. No, you saw no value. Like none of that is good for you or your students or your family. So there's gotta be a little bit of a balance and we can talk about that more, you know, in coming episodes because I think that is like ultimately teaching 101, right? Is like finding the balance so that we can maintain ourselves. Mm, so fun. So nice. important. I'm excited to see everybody set up in their classroom. Yes. Like I've been seeing it on social media, but if you haven't posted, um, let us know. I just posted a, a little caveat note that uh, on Instagram that I do want to mention right now. Please be cautious of how much of your own personal money you spend in your classroom. I say this very timidly knowing that it's already into the year and we may not have a lot of flexibility right in this moment, but right. I am a huge advocate for finding community support and all the things in between to help us in our classroom. So if, uh, if any of you can just like take that and if you're interested, direct message somebody on the team, like I'd love to support you in finding ways to get grants or community sponsors to, to help you. Mm -hmm. Great idea. We can even talk about that more in depth in a future episode. Oh, good idea. All right. Well, let's head into our day. We want to wish you a wonderful day ahead. Let us know if you need anything. If you have a listener question, feel free to submit it, but don't make it Katie specific because I want to share my opinion too. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in to Teach Better today. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Teach Better community. Thank you so much for joining the Teach Better Today morning show every single weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We have so many resources for you outside of this live stream at teachbetter.com, including blogs, podcasts, and professional development that will bring our team to your school. Wherever you are listening from this morning, please make sure you are sharing and celebrating the incredible educators in this world. And hey, if you are listening over on a podcast to Teach Better Talk, we would love a five-star review. <laughs> the comments are always so entertaining. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. 